Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone in the world that's determined to make people healthier in the, in the world. And as you know, in health, we're really interested about driving more discussions around diversity. And I'm super excited today to have Daryl Johnson on the show. Daryl Johnson focuses on supplier diversity at Metro Health Systems. And um, yeah, we're just uh, super excited to have you, Daryl. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate you inviting me on. Um, really looking forward to it today. Yeah. Well, well great to have you. Great to have you, Daryl. And, and maybe you can tell the audience a little bit about yourself and kind of your origin story and what got you started and what led you to this path of focusing on you know, diversity at, at your current health system? Um, okay, great. Hey, you know, I'm, I grew up in the Midwest from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I was fortunate enough. My parents both worked for uh, some very di- diverse organizations. My dad worked for Shell Oil. My mom worked for one of the major hospitals in the city at the time. So growing up, I was intrigued about the opportunity to meet people from all over the world. So, you know, Middle East, South American, Cuba, Canada, Asia, because of the interactions of my parents' jobs. And as a child, my folks always influenced me and encouraged me to go out into the world and see what it has for you and see what you can find your space to help and give back. And so, you know, I went through college after I graduated high school wasn't really feeling it that great and made a crazy decision and dropped out and joined the United States Air Force which was a shock to a lot of people especially my family because I wasn't flunking out of college and um, that really opened my eyes to the opportunities to live abroad travel the world and see and engage with folks from all different backgrounds and one of the things that I really discovered is that no matter where you are or no matter what you do in this world, you pretty much want to be able to work, take care of your family and see your kids grow up to do better than you. And so that's always kind of touched me and kept a burning fire. Um, So when I returned from the military, um, you know, I went back to college and just to go back, I did supply chain in the military. So it's kind of funny how We'll talk about this full circle. Um, And then from there, went to college, graduated, and for some reason, went into banking and had a long, um, fruitful banking career from, uh, you know, the mid-90s to, um, you know, late 2000s. And in between that, you know, I've had some, I've done some entrepreneurial things as well. So, um once I left banking, I kind of transitioned into uh, other opportunities, um, ended up working for the government again and the Department of Defense doing some finance. And, you know, then that started intriguing me again. And I had the opportunity to do some supplier uh, contracting things there. And then I, from there, I went to work for the state of Ohio and helping small businesses um, get up to speed and advising them on how they can, you know, become valuable companies to be able to procure. And so a lot of these businesses were diverse people, uh, color, women, LGBT community. And so it started to build a fire in me again. And so when the opportunity came to go to the Metro Health System, I thought, here's a chance for me to really go and work for an institution and have some really strong ability 
to bring these diverse businesses to procure with the hospital and open a door for for them that they may not have opened any other way. And so that's how we're here where I am today. And it's what I'm seeing is that it's so many diverse businesses out there and it's so many diverse businesses that are looking for opportunities in healthcare and just being able to get folks in the door to have the conversation and procure at the hospital has really been, uh, you know, been a great feeling. I've just been there for a year. We've done some incredible things within a year. Uh, we've you know, doubled our um, participation of, uh, you know, certified vendors applying. We're doing tons of outreach. So we're really stepping into a space that is uh, really unique and fits, um, you know, the goals of our hospital due to the fact that we're the hospital of the city or county based hospital. So, you know, we see everyone, you know, insured, uninsured, et cetera. So, and we happen to be a trauma one center as well. So with that, it's really opening doors and seeing how you can help and build up um, not just the city, but the community that we, uh, that we sit in and, you know, in Cleveland, the Metro health system sits on the near West side, which is a predominantly um, um, Latino Hispanic community. Um, and so we're really trying to reach out and build relationships and get those folks into the hospital as much as we can. Yeah, no, this is, this is great, Daryl. And so um, it'd be interesting to hear a little bit more, um, you know, with your background of le- leading you into, you know, diversity and, and health, maybe you can, I'll elaborate a little bit more on kind of like, you know, what you're working on and maybe, or maybe describe a little bit more what you're passionate um, in terms of the field of health that you're working on right now. What, what kind of opportunities present, present themselves? Um, and maybe also for our listeners too, you know, maybe explaining why, you know, diversity is so important, um, you know, today. Um, okay. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's, you know, what I get to see and what I'm passionate now is because I'm, starting to really engage with a lot of diverse companies who have some great ideas in a technology or care for the hospital today. So I'm using that as a way to get them a voice in. Um, I sit on a couple of committees for our group purchasing organization or GPO. Um, we have, um, we're with one of the largest ones in the country and what I'm doing is when those said companies come through and have the ability and the, and the track record, I'm making those introductions, not just to our hospital, but also to that GPO to got, to try to get them a broader audience and, and, and a bigger uh, feel to, for people to buy their services or goods. Um, for me, it's just a great feeling because the, what you hear is that people don't have access and access is always the key and i feel like i'm getting folks access and we're preparing them so when they get the opportunity to sit across from a decision maker that they're prepared to put their best foot forward and that and that's that's the best part that's the most fulfilling part because you know what we're seeing in diversity and especially supplier diversity is that you know you can keep costs down there's uh, better ways uh, to make uh, whatever the products are. Services are becoming better. So these individual business owners are really being unique and really setting themselves apart from some of the larger companies. Um, 
to 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 bring us into new and forward moving um you know products and services so i have seen a couple companies that i've talked to and work with you know they're being acquired by larger companies and that's kind of a bad thing because a diverse company goes away but in a way it's kind of a good thing as well because you know that the the product and service that they're putting together or technology is moving forward and someone sees something in it so that's the key part and just trying to find those businesses and, and keep encouraging them not to give up and to keep moving forward and, and knock on all doors is what is what I'm trying to do here. And when we see a lot, Anthony, we see a lot of great yeah. ideas in technology and space, especially in healthcare. You know, we I met a guy, he creates he used to work for a large consumer product company and he went, left that company and created a floor pad um, that you can put into an operating or ER room that soaks blood or fluids up. But if you step in it and step out of it, it doesn't make footprints. So if you can just imagine Mm -hmm. a bloody pad or, as he said, a huge diaper and you walk through it and then when you walk back on the floor, you know, it has absorbed everything so you don't leave blood footprints which helps mm-hmm. you clean up. And then we've seen uh, some new technology where they can come in and spray walls and floor with like antibacterial paint, or it's not even a paint. It's a chemical process, which is a lot easier to clean up. It doesn't uh, grab bacteria or germs and things like that. So we're, I'm seeing a lot of those type of things and, and that's encouraging, which would lower infections and, 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 and decrease time for patients staying within the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting. And I know, you know, you had mentioned, you know, your background, you know, from the military and focusing on p- procurement there and how it's, it's kind of come full circle. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting, the processes today, you know, to become a diverse supplier and then, you know, for hospital systems to be able to have an efficient process to do that matching. But maybe for some of our listeners that are, that are uh, diverse suppliers themselves, like, you know, what's the process to, you know, is there a certification, to, you know, to get started? You know, how does and how does uh, a diverse supplier optimally engage with a hospital, you know, to to make sure that they're in the right process? Right. Um, so first, yeah, the certification process is pretty much um, there's some national certifications. So you have a national minority development uh, um, center it's uh, the acronyms M- NMDSC, um, which is a certifying agency. Some states have certifying agencies, like Ohio. The state of Ohio has a certifying agency for diverse businesses. Um, you know, there's uh, certification through uh, the federal government, and uh, you know, and some local. So I would start there. Um, a lot of diverse businesses they don't. <sighs> They have to go about it the right way in the sense that you get the diversity certification to be recognized, but it is not a way that you just think it doesn't get you a contract. I'll put it like that. You still have to have a product or service that is wanted or needed, that is priced appropriately. And, you know, they have to be ready for the any opportunity comes forward. And normally their biggest uh, hurdle is scale and financing. So, um, you know, you have to kind of work your way up. And I try to tell um, businesses all the time, you know, you know, we're one of, you know, we get, we're a pretty sizable hospital. So if you go to any hospital and you want to do work, you have to be able to scale to that hospital size and need. 
And, and that's the biggest hurdle. But and that's how you have to work your way up. And I would say come in, take small bites, get opportunity where you can um, engage with the supplier diversity folks at the hospital, understand what the process um, because a lot of times our contracts are, you know, anywhere from three to five years. Um, we're right. not gonna, we don't just break them just because has to be a reason. Um, but, you know, with supplier diversity really coming into the fold in a lot of the major cities, um, you know, we are looking at that and it's a lot easier to find you if you're certified than if you're not. Mm-hmm. And then what we're doing at the Metro Health System is we're trying to get those certified businesses into our supplier portal and then <clears throat> source out of that portal for, you know, any need that we have um, mm-hmm. for businesses. And people need to understand, too, that the hospital, you'll see large spend numbers, but you really have to kind of chip out that away to see what we actually spend money on. And a lot of it is goods and services. We don't make anything except trying to make people better, but we buy everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No. This is this is great, Daryl. I appreciate you know you you know letting letting those know the the process. And so it sounds like you know diverse suppliers you know should always go to like a hospital's uh, portal, make sure their information is is up to date, but make sure that um, they're registered, and then obviously go about their normal business development process to make sure that there's a there's a problem solution fit uh and potentially you know think about scalability um so it sounds like that's the that's the best process yeah it is and, it, and, it, and we've yeah. seen it work well, i mean we just did a deal we found a diverse fuel supplier they said they couldn't find one i found one right in our backyard so they just received a contract to uh, supply fuel and oils to the hospital for the next three years um so but they did everything they needed to do. They were certified. They understood the hospital. Um, the funny thing is when we were talking to them um, about delivery, they had already did their due diligence because they, they told us, hey, the back road to get to where they needed to bring fuel is kind of tricky and you know may need some upgrades and that type of thing. So it let us know that, hey, these guys really did their due diligence to understand to the point, even though they've never delivered there, that they knew the delivery route. They knew some of the uh, shortfalls to get things there. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, but they still won the opportunity on total cost ownership. Um, You know, they just weren't the lowest bidder. You know, their total cost was the best deal for us. So those are the things that businesses need to look at and, and try to make sure that they're prepared for. And, uh, you know, and business development is important, like you said, Anthony, making sure that individuals are, you know, trying to meet the right folks and have the conversations, because if I don't know you're there, um, I can't give you business or even engage you in any type of way. So we need to know that you're there, that you're certified, what you do, and you're mm-hmm. ready to do work. Right. Right. No, this is, you know, super, super helpful. And uh, Daryl, you mentioned it a little bit earlier that, you know, organizations that have diversity and we hear it on the employment side, right, as well, like organizations that have a diverse uh, em- employee set, you know, outperform those that don't or, or their productivity is so much higher. Do you have anything there to share, whether it's stats or maybe just anecdotalness or things that you've seen that that show that diver- a, a diverse uh, supplier population 
makes things more efficient for the health system or anything to share along those lines. Yeah, and that's true. Um, we've we've been able to um, even here, you know, some of our diverse company help keep costs down. And, you know, when we say keep costs down doesn't mean that it's cheaper. They still get paid based off, you know, the bid contract that they've won on the contract. But the service, the costs are there. And the smaller business are more apt to look at other ways to gain business by showing you cost savings. And that's the unique thing. And then they have, especially when you're dealing with local firms, which most of them are, then they have a lot more flexibility to, you know, entice you to make changes and, you know, fill some of the gaps that may come up in your system that you may or may not be aware of as a large organization. And, you know, it's good for the community. You put dollars back. Those individuals are able to ha- uh, employ folks in the community, which is good. And it's a good story, not only for the for the company, but also for the small business. And then it gives you an opportunity to help that business grow where they can, um, you know, work with um, other large businesses. So one of the things that we've done with the other two large health systems in our city we said, we said, hey, let's sit down and let's talk about companies or, or businesses that are diverse that have done a good job. Spread those names to us so we can bring them into our system and help right. business grow. So if in five years, you know, the contract with you go goes away, they could possibly get a contract with us or with one of the other institutions. And then it helps us in our due diligence process to know that, hey, this company or this business has worked with so-and-so hospital. They've done a good job. And, you know, maybe they can do that for us because a lot of the services are very similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, that's that's super helpful. That's super helpful and informing. Um, let me ask you, uh, Daryl, um, you know, one thing we always do on the show is kind of, you know, we talk about vision for the future and maybe when it went from you seen or, you know, Maybe you can share a little bit on, you know, something you believe in health uh, that hasn't been proven yet. Um, or, you know, tell us your vision of your of the future or what has you excited about the, the future when it comes to health or diversity or both. Well, in the health space, um, I get to go to, to some of these innovation um, conferences and really see some health innovation. And the one big thing that I'm really intrigued about is the uh, augmented reality mm-hmm. and the ability for them to take a photo and pull off layers and really get down to whatever level, whether it's below the skin or just, uh, you know, nerves or just, uh, you know, blood vessels or skeletal and be mm-hmm. able to observe and, and do whatever doctors do to, try to help you, you know, get, get over whatever your issue is. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing I've been seeing. And, 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 and the funny thing is that you've seen some diverse companies who have come out with some similar products. And so, you know, you see these things type in the movies and, and know that they're, that they're out there and they're getting close. And I think that's going to be a huge driving force of uh, medicine in the future, both for healthcare providers and the receivers. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, you know, it'll help our medical students prepare better for real life, op- you know, issues and or operations and then enhance the capabilities of surgeons um, as they can really get a real three dimensional look of 
you know, what's going on inside someone's body before they even, you know, have to cut them open. And I mm-hmm. think that's going to be key. key. And, and the yeah. other thing, too, that, you know, you think it's futuristic as well is, um, you know, that nanotechnology. Right. You know, right. being able to get something to go in and, you know, they're talking about the ability to go in and be able to attack right to, you know, cancer cells and things like mm-hmm. that without radiation and send that medicine right, right in. So those are, you know, two of the big things that I see out there. And, and the last, another one I, I just thought of too is also is the, is the 3D, 3D uh, ability to um, be able to make limbs and things based off 3D models specifically mm-hmm you know, based off your body and stuff. So that's, those are three things that I think for the future that I would love to see expand, get investment and grow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Those are three, you know, you know, hot, hot topics, um, you know, right now. And it just feels like, you know, we're on the verge of, uh, you know, uh, making science fiction, you know, reality. A lot of these pieces are in place. And I know at your, at your hospital system, they're, they're doing, um, you know, some of the stuff in pockets, right. But, you know, it's starting to become, you know, a little bit more known. So it's, it's super exciting. And then, um, what I would say is it's also exciting for you to be able to, you know, these innovations are coming from, you know, diverse teams and, you know, being able to be a, a conduit to get them into the system and optimally place them. I mean, that's, that's, that's gotta be exciting and rewarding for you, Daryl. It is, it is. And it's, it's always great. Just from my banking days, you just love to see a business just, that you've seen at its infancy or at a young age grow into something um, very unique, very special and known to the world, but yet out there able to make change for that, for the average you know, human being. Cause I think in this space, most people, when they are trying to create something, it's for the good of all. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's got to have a special feeling too. I'm sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Amen, Daryl. No, this is this is great. I appreciate um, you being on the show and for sharing your background, what you're passionate about, you know, and diversity, and uh, you know, your vision for the future and what's what's uh, what's going on from your from your perspective. And so, this has been great, Daryl. Um, what's a good way for our listeners to get a hold of you if they like to engage with you? Um, they can reach me on my Twitter at dxjohnson65. Dxjohnson number six and number five. Um, they can always uh, find me on LinkedIn um, under, uh, uh, I think it's Daryl X Johnson. And then, um, oh, under Daryl Johnson, my profile. And then lastly, you can reach me via email at uh, dxjohnson65 at gmail.com. Great. Great. Well, Daryl, th- this was great. And um, yeah, with your contact info, we'll we'll put it in the show notes on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes as usual. And um, Daryl, thanks for being on the show. And you know, to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This is for anyone passionate about making more than one person healthier in this world. And uh, Daryl, thanks again for being on the show. All right. Thanks, Anthony. And all the best to you. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Thanks. <laughs>